Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. I want to take you tonight to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, if you will join with me there, to what is known as the chapter of the heroes of faith. Hebrews 11, beginning with verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. That's a life of faith wrapped up in a nutshell. God says, go. We obey, not knowing where we're going. Verse 9, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Then referring to all those that have been listed before him, verse 13 says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. I want to... I want to challenge you tonight to focus on faith. Focus on faith. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. We pray, Father, for your help, Lord, and your mercy. We ask God for your strength and anointing and favor. Be upon us tonight, God. Lord, as we both deliver and listen to your word, let it be as life to our spirit, man. Help us to grow by it. Encourage your people, strengthen the people tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Focus on faith. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not near as young as I used to be, and I've, I've lived through some decades, and and. 
I don't know of a time period that is as distracting as our period is today. I, 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 you, 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 okay, they want you to be on Facebook, so you're on Facebook. They want you to be on Instagram. Then they want you to be on Twitter. If you really want to be anything, you've got to be on LinkedIn. Don't forget about YouTube. Oh, but don't forget about Rumble. You know, Rumble's a real good thing, and now I hear that there's other social media startups, and, and, and we're not even talking about TikTok, so nobody should be on TikTok. Oh, come on, that was, that was pretty bad right there. Nobody ought to be on TikTok. Not, not, forget Snapchat, nobody ought to be on Snapchat. <clears throat> if, can't, if nobody can go back and see what you did, what you said, what you posted, where you've been, well, all that kind of stuff, you better stay away from it. Everybody say amen. amen. Distraction. Everywhere there's distraction. We got so many things calling for our attention. The, the, the news media calls for our attention. It's no longer news anymore. It's a show. It's a show. It's not, that's all it is. If you go and you turn on news, you're just looking for somebody to make their comments and make a commentary on the events of the day. It's just a show. When you begin to look around us, the advertising industry vies for our attention, vies for all that they can get on us. It is to get us into a place where we go buy what they're selling. It becomes a distraction. This distraction can be demoralizing because if you are a person like me, if you've ever seen the movie Up, Squirrel. Hallelujah. Me and, me and, me and Pastor Dylan and a few others right now are right on that boat. We, we otters. Don't y'all remember that? Squirrel, you're looking here and there because it's the hour of distraction, amen, that wants to move us from a focus where we ought to be. Distraction sends people to the brink of ruin, amen. It, it is the mother of phobias and disorders and syndromes. It's the author of apprehension, nervousness, and woe. It brings in worry and dangerous disorders and thinking. Distraction wants to paralyze our mind. It wants to bring us into a point of breaking where we don't know where to look, where we don't know what is the truth and what is not the truth. Amen. Distraction will distort the way you look at persons, at situations, at institutions. It will cause you to be jaded in your thinking. Distraction doesn't care who it gets. It just wants to distract you. It lives in the homes of the wealthy and it lives in the home of the poor just the same. Distraction doesn't matter how many devices you have or how many uh, uh, computers you have or how many TVs you have in your home. It is about distraction. It strikes at both men and women. It strikes worry and fear and anxiety in our heart 
that says, do I believe the CDC? Do I believe the World Health Organization? Do I believe what my government is filling out to me? Or do I believe the social media pundits? Do I believe? And we have all this distraction that comes upon us. In Luke, we read a story about a lady that was distracted. In Luke 10 and 40, it says, but Martha was covered about a much serving and came to him speaking of Jesus and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Thou art cumbered about, you are cumbered about, you are careful, you are troubled. The word cumbered means to be to, to be driven mentally, to be distracted, to be overoccupied, to be busy about a thing. There are some people that are so consumed with the things of this world that they forget that Jesus is in the house. They forget the one they should be working worshipies in, in the house and anxiety and worry begins to come upon our life the Lord said you're careful that's what the word means anxious, worry, troubled he said you're troubled Martha you're confused you're disturbed about what you should not be disturbed about you're concerned what you should not be concerned about you're worrying what you should not be worrying about cause Jesus is in the house it wasn't that Martha didn't have a job to do or, or uh, uh, that Martha was just saying, okay, I got to do this job and nothing else matters. Uh, but I want to tell you, there are some things that can wait. There are some things that can be put on the back burner. There are some things that can be held up because I've got to sit at the feet of Jesus in an hour like today. Martha, you're distracted when your focus should have been on Jesus. He's coming. Don't lose your focus, but wait for the promise. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35, it says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense and of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while. Somebody say a little while. And he shall come, will come, and will not tarry. Hallelujah. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back under perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Hallelujah. This is what we must be aware of in this hour. Do the will of God, plant the seed, and wait for the harvest. Do the will of God, plant the seed, and wait for the harvest. We don't plant it one day and reap it the next. But all oh, praise be to God. If you'll stay faithful and stay focused on your faith, the promise will come. There is no problem with the promises of God today. There is no issues with the promises of God today. The heart of the matter is that we tend to give up on God way too soon. We tend to give up on God way too soon. 
Amen. For the writer said, you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. God's time clock is not like my time clock. God's time peace is not like your time peace. The struggle oftentimes is not with faith, but the understanding of God's time. Lord, I believe, but I want it now. Lord, I receive it. I want it now. I've got to have it now. And the Lord says, but wait a little bit. Have some patience. I'm working behind the scenes. Don't focus on your problem. Focus on your promise. Don't focus on your issue. Focus on faith. Don't focus on fear, but focus on faith. Don't focus on this world and all of its distraction, but say, I have got an eye for what God promised me. I'm going to focus. What am I going to focus on? I'm focusing on the word. I'm focusing on what he said. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. I'm going back to the book. I'm getting back in the book of God. There are two divine elements in creation. Revelation and creation. The Holy Spirit moved and the word of God spoke. The Holy Spirit moved and the word of God spoke. On the day of Pentecost, the Spirit descended and the word was preached. Peter preached the word and the Holy Spirit descended. In verse 37 it says, Now when they heard this, when they heard the word that he was preaching, the Spirit was already descended and they heard him preaching. It pricked their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise. Somebody say the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then look at the next verse. Then they that gladly received his words we're baptized. When the Spirit falls, it falls on the Word. And the revelation comes. Action begins to come. The Spirit has got to come down on the Word and produce faith. Hallelujah. There is no holy anointing on the things of this world that devise for our attention. So get back to the Word. Somebody say focus on the Word. I want to gladly receive his word. I want to gladly receive his word. So I focus on the word. I also have got to focus on living by faith. Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Faith will reach past one's past and all the sins of their past 
and receive justification and forgiveness. Faith lives in the present knowing that we serve a now God, a God that can reach into my past and forgive me and a God that can be with me at this very moment. Faith also rests in the future that it is in God's hands. The future is in God's hands. I want to tell you, I want to take care of my mind. I want to have a healthy mind. I want to have a healthy body, but it's God that is in my future and I'm running to him. I'm running to him and he's going to be with me. I've got to focus on that. Not on the doctor's diagnosis, not on the issues of my day, not on the issues of my body, but what he is and who he is. By faith, we believe in a God who was, who is, and is to come, who is in the past and go back and it can go back and heal my past, who is in my present, and who is in my future. That's what I've got to focus on in living by faith. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen, as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. They thought he was crazy, but Noah did it by faith. He is living by faith without the Holy Ghost. Amen. Enoch lived by faith without the Holy Ghost. Abel lived by faith without the Holy Ghost. For the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 13, these all died in faith having not received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. If they, dear ones, could keep their focus without the power of the Spirit inside of them, how much more can you and I keep our focus today on a promise that he set before us? Look at the line. These all died in faith, not having received the promise. The heroes of faith who lived by faith offered themselves a more excellent sacrifice of worship, shouldn't we? They experienced supernatural, supernatural manifestations, shouldn't we? They heard the voice of God and saved their family, Shouldn't we? They obeyed God not knowing the outcome. Shouldn't we? They lived among hostile people and places and yet they still live for God. Shouldn't we? These people of faith who walked in the miraculous did not receive the promise of the Holy Ghost but they saw redemption afar off. How much greater should you and I walk in the authority of God today and walk in the power of God today and say, I believe because they did it without the Holy Ghost, I will overcome in the Holy Ghost. Focus on your faith. Focus on your faith. Focus on your faith. You know what? Our world's turned up right, upside down right now. We live in a crazy, crazy world. We could spend hours talking about it but there's people on the media that does that. But I want to tell you, things could get worse in our world before they get better. Focus on your faith. The issues with all the truckers is shutting things down, 
You think, anybody remember the, the trucker strike in the 70s? I was a child and I remember the trucker strike that shut our nation down. Why? Because they keep things running. You can't get your milk and you can't get your bread and you can't do this. I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on my faith. God's going to take me through. Quit worrying and biting your, I'm preaching to somebody tonight. Quit biting your fingernails over a world that's messed up. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. My dad one time and mom were called to a, a dear widow and she had another widow living with her and, and they went to their house and they were all upset about life and issues and things like that. And, and my dad looked at these precious ladies and said, listen sister, God could send a Dominica rooster with a whole bag of groceries and fly and drop it on your porch. Amen. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. That's where our faith has got to focus, not on this present age, but on him. My God is here and he's still in charge. Come on and give him praise. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 and 7, I have fought a good fight. Whoop! Hallelujah. How did he do it? I finished my course and I kept the faith. I guarded the faith. I focused on faith. I paid attention carefully to faith. Faith must be guarded from now to the grave. All these died in faith, having not received the promise. I want to tell you, I plan to either go by way of the rapture or by way of the grave, but I'm expecting a promise on the other side. I'm living by faith now. Now, because there's a there's a promise on the other side. Many people, here's the struggle. Many people lose their confidence in God when they do not get their answer right now. We do not get the answer right now. Well, I thought God was my genie in a bottle. I could rub him and he'll come out and give me three wishes. And so I'll always end with the third wish. I want three more wishes. These all died in faith. Didn't receive it, but they saw it. They focused on it. What is your focus today? Abraham sought for a city whose builder and maker was God. Amen. Has, has foundation whose builder and maker is God. What is the focus of our faith? Too many people determine the miracle working power of God by the moment of need and whether he responds in a way that we want. But I want to tell you, let's keep our focus on faith towards the promise and not the problem. Ephesians 1 and 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope Somebody say hope of his calling and what riches of, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Oh God, let my eyes, let my focus be upon the exceeding greatness of your power and not the exceeding mess of my day, not the exceeding mess of my marriage, not the exceeding mess of my finances, not the exceeding mess of my mind but let my spirit be enlightened that I may see you 
in the power of your greatness. Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Oh, that's what kept Abraham going. He saw things by faith that other people didn't see. Focus on your faith. Amen. Hebrews eleven twenty four. By faith, speaking of Moses, forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seen. Somebody say seen. He saw something that was invisible. Faith will show you things that nobody else understands, nobody else comprehends, but I can see it by faith. Those who keep adding to their faith and growing in their faith and living by faith and focusing on this faith, amen, can not be turned aside. They will press on. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. I don't want my faith to be stale and stagnant, but I want to keep adding things to my faith and keep believing and keep trusting God. I want to see afar off. Brother Jay didn't look like this day would come, did it? We've had multiple conversations about the issues and the ups and downs. Bless their heart, they have been on an emotional roller coaster. But if you could see, if you could see that there was a team dean coming. Amen. You just got to keep praying for it and keep working towards it. I want to tell you that the promises that God has given to you ought to just put your focus and put the blinders on and say, I can see you far off. It may not happen today, but I'm believing it's going to happen. It may not happen this hour, but I believe it's going to happen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to focus not on the fear, not on the problem, not on the issue, but by faith I'll see afar off. These all died in the faith, the writer says, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, they were persuaded of them. These heroes of the faith were so convinced by the word of God that they took their unfulfilled promise to their grave. How deep is your faith? Do you have faith enough to believe that you could take it to your grave and never see what you, you thought you wanted to see? Hallelujah. That's what faith focuses on. But these heroes of faith were convinced and persuaded. The Bible said they were persuaded. That means uh, 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 to believe or to win one's favor, to gain one's goodwill, to seek to win one, to strive to please one. Hey, they had a confidence, amen, that God was going to do what he said he was going to do even if they took them to the grave. There is a faith that is so focused that its influences and its convictions and its convinced that the promise of God 
is coming. If I never see it, I'll see it on the other side. If I never see it here, I'll see. How many times have we had loved ones that have died and their prayers keep on going and God keeps on working? I want to tell you, quit worrying about when and how and start believing that God is in charge and see it. I can see it happening. I can see it coming to pass. Faith is being persuaded that even when things look baffling, perplexing, questioning, worry-inducing, distracting, we're persuaded. Paul said this, all the promises of God are yea in him and in him amen unto the glory of God. Faith is persuaded that there's an amen to the promise, an amen to the promise. Romans chapter 4 Speaking of Abraham in verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead. That would be a distraction, y'all. You're a hundred years old and you're going to father a child and raise that child. You know what your body would say? Baloney. Sarah, you are going to conceive a child at 90 and you're going to birth a child at, you're going to carry that child, and then you're going to birth that child at baloney. But their focus was not on the baloney. Their focus was on the promise of God. Their focus is on what the Lord had said. Listen, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not the promise of God through unbelief, was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. Is anybody persuaded that your prayers work? Is anybody persuaded today that God's still able? Is anybody persuaded that he'll make a way where there seems to be no way? Is there anybody persuaded that he's never left me he has never forsaken me I have made it I may not make it on ribeye but I'll make it on baloney I may not have made it in the best of the finest but I made it I'm persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform he was persuaded Paul picks up that same thread of faith when he says in Romans 8 and 37, nay, in all these things, in all these distractions, in all these issues, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Listen to this. Neither death, death is a distraction, nor life, life is a distraction, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded he loves me. I'm persuaded he has the best intent for me. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 1 and 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Is there anybody persuaded in this house that he's still the healer? He's still the mended heartbreak? The one that can mend broken hearts? He's the one that can put marriages together 
together. He's the one that can heal the minds of people. I'm persuaded. I watched my brother who was dead and drowned for over an hour and a half. He was dead and watched my dad. I was seven years old. I watched my dad pray him back to life. I'm persuaded you've come too late to tell me God can't do it. I look around and I see my wife who just last year was supposed to die of lung cancer, but I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. He's all died in faith, having not received the promise, but having seen them, focused on them, was persuaded of them, and then they embraced them. Somebody say embrace the promise. Embracing goes to the next level from persuasion. Embracing means you love it. You cherish it. You're not only convinced, not only persuaded, but you love it. The promises of God need to be embraced. The focus of faith sees, envisions. The persuasion of faith is something that moves into the heart that says it's reliable. But the embrace of faith says, I delight in believing this. I delight in living in this. I delight to have faith that is focused on the promise of God. I want to embrace the promises. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. And we have in the same spirit or attitude of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you for all things are for your sake that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. What you're going through, what you're dealing with, God's ultimate plan is a revelation of his glory in your life. For which cause we faint not. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen with the natural eye, but the things which are not seen, which are seen by faith. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Where is my focus tonight? Is my focus on my broken down body, my issues, my problems, and this temporary world? Or is my focus is that I'm living this life to live again? I'm walking in victory now because he's promised me victory on the other side. Hallelujah. Can somebody praise the Lord in this place? These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them, embraced them, and confessed. So we have a persuasion, an embrace, and a confession. Those who focused their faith, those who persuaded of the promise, those who embraced that promise as a drowning man, are the ones 
who will live like there is a tomorrow. There is a tomorrow. We confess what we focus on. Hear me. We confess what we focus on. A confession is to say something as another, to agree with, to assent, to agree, to admit, to declare, amen, to profess oneself in the same mind as another. I confess what the book confesses. The Lord's my healer. I confess that my God is mighty to save and deliver. I confess that worry and fear and distraction is not going to dominate me in 2022. I confess that the promises of God are mine. I confess that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I confess, I see it afar off, I'm persuaded of it, I embrace it, and I confess it. Woo. Focus on faith makes you view time and the world you're in differently. You see things differently that other people don't see. You look at family differently. You look at things going on in our world differently. If anybody ought to have peace in this chaos, it ought to be the people of God. We're not sitting twiddling our thumbs, biting our fingernails, but we are saying, I see it. It's going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Turn to your neighbor and tell him that I'm going to be all right. God's got this, even if I don't. The focus of faith says I'm a stranger and pilgrim in this world. I don't think like this world. I don't act like this world. But I am going to believe that God's got this. When the Lord showed up to Abraham, he told him, he said that the word of the Lord is coming. And what was the word of the Lord? This is the very first time. Genesis 15 and 1 is the very first time that the phrase, the word of the Lord, is, appears in Scripture. What is that word that, uh, say? What is the word that the Lord wanted to tell Abraham? Look it up sometime. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Say it with me. Fear not. Hallelujah. That's the word. That's the message. Faith is the antidote to fear. God would have said fear not if Abraham didn't have a problem with fear. He had a problem and an issue with fear. Amen. You're not alone. Fear not. You haven't received your promise yet, but fear not. Amen. You have no permanent city, but fear not. You're a stranger and pilgrim in a strange land and a sojourner, but fear not. You're not accepted by your neighbors and you're rejected by your family and you're rejected by culture and they don't understand you. They call you weird. Fear not. Sarah's not a mother yet. But fear not. Amen. You've been fighting battles that are not yours. But fear not. Don't fear your, hear me. Don't fear your past. Don't fear your present. And don't fear your future. When you got a faith that says, I see what no one else can see. Fear not. When you study this chapter 15. Abraham just returns from whipping four kings. Fear not. Look at what God's brought you through. 
Look what God has done in your life. Fear not. Somebody say fear not. You, res you refuse the quick way out by taking your goods from Sodom. And the king of Sodom said, here, won't you be my partner? And old Abraham said, uh-uh. I'm going to be your partner. I got a promise. Fear not. Jesus is on the way. Say that with me. Fear not. Jesus is on the way. Amen. Uh, the Bible tells a story in Luke 1 and 30, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. The angel said to her, to her, Mary, fear not. For you have been found, you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Amen. Mary, don't fear what is in you. Everybody else will talk about you, run you down, call you a harlot, call you trash, but fear not. I've got something inside of you that's bigger than all their gossip. I've got a promise inside of you. Somebody say, there's a promise inside of me that the devil can't match. There's a promise inside of me that the devil can't overcome. There's a promise inside of me that the enemy can't conquer because I've focused on faith. Hallelujah. God would have never said, fear not, if Abraham didn't have a problem with fear, if Mary didn't have a problem with fear. I don't know about you, if an angel showed up in my, my room, I'd fear. I'd had a little knee knocking. My, 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 my words might be a little bit garbled. Fear not. The answer to fear is safety. The Lord told Abraham, I'm thy shield. I'm thy shield. The all-sufficient, all-powerful one. Amen. That God didn't merely give him a shield. He said, I'm your shield. Abraham, you are alone in a hostile world, but I'm your shield. Amen. Lord, I'm feeling vulnerable. The Lord replies, I'm your shield. Lord, I'm exposed and unprotected. The Lord said, fear not. I'm your shield. The answer to fear is safety. The answer to fear is security. For the Lord said to Abraham, and I am thy exceeding great reward. Amen. God didn't say, I have a reward for you. He said, I am your reward. <laughs> Amen. He isn't merely a reward to us. He is our exceeding reward. Our exceeding great reward. God was saying to Abraham, don't fear. I am security. That's how he could see the promise and die, never tasting of the Holy Ghost, but he believed. He was persuaded. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what happens around you. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. He says, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound focus. A focused mind, a sound mind. Can I tell you, the agony in the garden of Gethsemane didn't stop Jesus. The beatings, the mockings, the cursing, the nails, the crown of thorns, the cross, the spear, the pain, none of it stopped him from bringing deliverance us 
deliverance to his people. I want to say this to you. Is that your issue? Please look, look here and listen to me. Your issue, if he went that far to save you, he will go that far, and he did go that far to help you. I don't know if God can do this. Well, he saved you, didn't he? How much more will he do for us today? Be of good cheer. Jesus came walking on the water on the stormy sea as disciples were bailing and rowing, fighting the storm. And what was his words? What was his words? Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. That's my message to you today. Focus on faith. Not on your fear. Not on the distractions of this day. Not on the... Somebody needs to hear me right now. Turn your news off. It's just a show. Stop listening to so many different podcasts. It's good to listen to keep abreast. I understand that. I want to keep up with the date and everything like that, but I'm not going to be consumed by it. Focus on faith. Here's what you do when something comes in to bring doubt and fear to your, your mind. Praise God. Brother David, hand me that a remote. I don't care what it is. Hand me a remote and bring it to me. Praise God. Aren't you thankful for our media team? They work so hard. Give them a great hand. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, quickly. Quickly. Run. Thank you. Thank you, Ellen. Appreciate that. You can get that back after a while. We'll need to turn the, the, the media off. Remote. Here's what you do when something comes up that you're watching and immediately elicits fear in your mind. Off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Oh, I really wanted to watch that. I'm sorry. There are some shows you start watching. There are things you can start watching. Two or three episodes in, it's like, whoa, this is cool. This is good. That third episode shows up and it's like, whoop, off. Ain't going back to that either. Why? It puts things in our mind. Fear, doubt, worry. Down. I can remember, Brother Keith, when preachers just preached, you just should watch news. That's all you, you should watch. Well, I'm preaching right now. You should not watch news. <laughs> you can flip between CNN and Fox, and you can flip between this one and that one, and it's nothing but a slugfest. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that garbage in my mind. I don't know why I'm talking back like this because this is off my notes. But I'm just simply telling you today, we've got to focus on faith. I can see, not this storm, but I see the one walking on the storm that says, peace be still, be a good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Now, he didn't say it that quietly. I believe, Brother Chris, he had to holler above the storm for them to hear it. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. I'm here to save your hide. I'm here to save your uh, uh, the day. I'm here to help you. Praise God. Would you stand with me, please? Brother Red, take that back. Real quickly, they need that. They got to have it. Where is your focus? 
What is, what is consuming your time? What is consuming your thoughts? I want to encourage you in 22. Put your focus on the word. Let faith begin to grow. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.